this is Kara Foster, Senior Minister of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky. You're listening to our sermon podcast. You can connect with us at firstchristianmadisonville.org or join us in person at 8.30 and 11 a.m. at 1030 College Drive in beautiful Madisonville, Kentucky. I hope you'll subscribe. Thanks. Good morning. Our scripture reading is one you probably know, commonly called the feeding of the 5,000. Each gospel writer, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all tell this story. And this is one of the cool things about scripture. If you think about it, Matthew and Luke tell us the story of Jesus' birth. John tells us the beautiful story about the wedding at Cana. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell us the parable of the mustard seed, but John tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Outside of the story of Jesus' death and resurrection, this story, the feeding of the 5,000, is the only story that all four gospel writers tell us about. This is an important story. It must have meant something important to the early church. And so I hope you'll listen to God's word for us this day. It's in Mark chapter 6. We're going with Mark's telling of the story. Mark 6, beginning in verse 30, and I invite you to read along with me. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat, and they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And as he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and Jesus had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place. The hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all and all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand men. If you read just before this story this morning, you see that Jesus has sent the disciples out into the world to do ministry. The training wheels are off. He sends them out to do some ministering and they are coming back. But then just before this, Jesus gets word that John the Baptist has been murdered. His friend, his cousin, the one who had baptized him, the one who had 
recognized his ministry for who he was. He's dead and killed by a political leader. And they must have, must have scared them all a little. And they are filled with grief. And they are returning from their travels. They are tired. They are hungry. They didn't have time to eat. And Jesus wisely recognizes that they need some time to rest. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? They all get in the boat and they head out to go eat and rest. And they pull up on the shore only to find that word has gotten out and the crowds have already started to gather around and they are tired and they are hungry, but Jesus has compassion on them. It says they were like sheep without a shepherd. They needed him. What does Jesus do? He stays and he ministers to them all. How do you think the disciples felt about this? Do you think they were like little saints, like, oh, hooray, more people to help tend to and serve right now? Or do you think they were slightly irritated? Were they sighing one long sigh as they had to stop and tend to some more people who needed something from them? You know, have you ever been having a bad day where everything feels hard and you're irritated and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and then you eat lunch and you go, oh, never mind, I was just hungry. When you're hungry, no, is it just me? Okay. Well, hangry. I, I tend to get hangry. They're tired. They're hungry. They're maybe even scared of what this all means with John the Baptist being killed and now it never stops. More people, more crowds, all needing something from them. But they stay, they minister, Jesus tends to everyone. And then it starts to get late and they say, send everybody home, Jesus, send them home, it's late, let them go into the villages to get some food. They could hear their own stomachs grumbling. For just a moment in this story, I wanna do a little side note here because it's worth noticing. Let's keep in mind the very real hunger present in this story because here in our worship service, every single week we say the Lord's Prayer and there's this line, give us this day our daily bread. It's the prayer Jesus taught his disciples to pray and we have to remember the very literal prayer that was that people would have food to eat enough for this day. Your Sunday offerings, they go to important hunger ministries. Breaking Bread, Christian Food Bank of Hopkins County, our community garden that grows fresh food for the food pantry. We give to Global Ministries through our giving to Disciples Mission Fund all around the world. We give to Week of Compassion that serves in war and disaster and crisis. All those places that are making you cry on the evening news right now, Week of Compassion, is there because your dollars and your gifts when we give we are literally trying to answer that prayer give us this day our daily bread for all one of my heroes and i know i talk about him all the time bishop desmond tutu once said um, he was responding to something someone had written about the kind of minister he is and he wrote back he said i don't preach a social gospel. I preach the gospel, period. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is concerned for the whole person. When people were hungry, Jesus didn't say, now is that political or social? He said, I feed you. 
because the good news to a hungry person is bread. We who sit with stomachs full can't forget the very real answer to a prayer that Jesus provides here. He sees hungry people and he feeds them. Okay, back to the story. Big, big crowd, tired disciples, tired Jesus, send them home, send them home so they can find some food, and Jesus' response, you give them something to eat. Us? Send them home, Jesus, you give them something to eat. And I love their response here because it helps me to know that sarcasm was alive and well, even in the first century, because the response is, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? It's ridiculous. They're being sarcastic here. Send the problem away, Jesus. And Jesus sends the problem right back to them. You give them something to eat. How much do you have? How many loaves do you have? Go and see. How many loaves do you have? Go and see. They all scrounge around amongst themselves, the group, and they come back and report back that they have five loaves of bread and two fish. Five loaves, two fish, thousands of hungry people. Well, you know the ending of the story. They bring the five loaves of bread and the two fish to Jesus. He has everyone sit down. He blesses and breaks the bread, and they begin to pass it out to the crowds, and all ate. And all were filled, and they had leftovers. Twelve baskets of leftovers. What a show-off that Jesus is. It's like he knew somebody's grandma would really believe everybody was filled if there were leftovers to spare. Everybody ate. Everybody was filled. No one went away hungry. Five loaves, two fish, thousands of people fed. It's gospel math. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely going to give Jesus his due for this one. But part of me, just a little part of me, happens to think that the miracle began when those disciples each decided to reach into their own bags and offer what they had to give. Because what if Jesus had said, how many loaves do you have? And they all felt their own hungry stomachs and said, I have a crumb. How many loaves do you have? Go and see, he tells them. And what if they didn't? What if they just offered a bunch of excuses to Jesus? What about my hunger, Jesus? You give them something to eat. Well, I've been working hard for days, and this people just showed up here. What about me? You give them something to eat. It's not enough. What I have is laughable, really. It's not even worth mentioning. You give them something to eat. Me? Why don't you ask Peter, Bill, Alice? Look how talented she is. I think Alice has more. Why don't you ask her? See, I'm really good at excuses. Really good. Practically an expert. It's ridiculously small, five loaves, two fish, but they decided to offer up that ridiculous amount anyway. And look what Jesus did. How many times, I wonder, 
as Jesus asked me to do something and I have offered him an excuse instead. How many times have I recognized a need and decided it was just too big or too much and what I had to offer too small? How many loaves do you have? Part of me painfully wonders if I might have replied to him with, well, here's what I'm willing to offer you. Don't you think Jesus must tire of our excuses sometimes? And when I think about that, I always think about a time I witnessed the opposite of that. Um, when I was in Tennessee, there's a large nonprofit there that serves basically the whole eastern part of the state. And they had this program there called Kids Cafe. And basically, um, they would provide food to any group who was serving low-income kids, kids living in poverty. And um, a small group of my own church members uh, started a kids cafe at the housing authority there that was just down the road from us. And so once a week, a sign would go out in front of the housing authority community building, and it said, kids cafe, come eat tonight. And just like that, we were regularly having 20 to 40 kids come and eat. And out of this feeding ministry, other life was springing up. Uh, people began sticking around and offering homework help. And um, other churches were getting involved. And there were vacation Bible schools and shoe drives and school supply giveaways and holiday parties. And the master gardeners came and started a community garden just out behind the building. And churches were really coming together. All this wonderful life had come from this one kid's cafe. And then the housing authority got a letter in the mail that said um, the entire program across the state was being cut and there was about a month's notice. And the housing authority folks asked me to call the organization. I knew they weren't gonna listen to me about this, but I did. And I called and expressed how disappointed I was. And of course they in turn said, oh, this was a really hard decision, budget cuts and funding yada 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 we know the drill but then I asked the question that I was really wanting to hear and I said well what are you hearing from other kids cafe programs what are they doing and she said they're closing we haven't heard of anyone doing anything but close so I went back to that meeting at the housing authority and I told them that uh, as far as I knew every kids cafe across the eastern part of the state was closing and they said not us not us four weeks we can figure it out and it took work they had to fundraise they had to regroup they had to get more volunteers but still once a week a sign goes out at that housing authority kids cafe come eat tonight friends we serve a savior who takes our little pieces of something and turns them into leftovers. We serve a savior where everyone is filled. No one is sent away hungry. We serve a savior whose love and grace is so big and so amazing there is more than enough for all. It's gospel math. It's when five 
plus two equals 5,000. And I wonder sometimes if Jesus looks at his church and sighs for all the excuses we still give. Because the truth is, I believe he's still asking us the same things. You give them something to eat. How many loaves do you have? Go and see. Amen.